Hello, everyone. How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast. Oh man, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm juiced. I'm not even. I'm already past my 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 pot of coffee from the morning. This is usually where I wear down. But man, I am truly beyond honored to have this conversation with the guest today. Uh, I recently came across his work and his book, and even though his work's been out for a while, I find the uh, the ethers of and the, the, the portals of life have brought it together. And man, it's knocked me off my rocker in, in all the good ways with just thinking about so much. So um, I'm so excited for our guest today. And I know any of you listening in, uh, this is going to be a phenomenal conversation as we think Layers to education, but also I think to our own personal and professional lives, whatever it is we do and whatever we're thinking, kind of going through and the, the work that he does definitely resonates and uh, um, I'm really excited for this. So, so Brant, welcome to the show. I could spend probably this whole entire podcast going through all your accolades and recognitions and the incredible speaking and just all the things that you do, but let's dive into this here and just start off with, I'll put it over to you. Who are you? What do you do? And what in the world do you got going on? Wow. Uh, so, those are heavy questions. Yeah, those are heavy questions. <laughs> That's right. So uh, my name is Brant Menswar. I am a keynote speaker, uh, author slash uh, personal development coach. And, uh, you know, I come out of the music business. I spent 20 years uh, in the music business touring uh, with my band, Big Kettle Drum. Uh, pause for applause. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. And, um, you know, sort of left that stage for a different one, uh, just sort of moving into the conference speaker space. And uh, in 2020, I wrote this book called Black Sheep, uh, which is all about discovering uh, your non-negotiable values. And here we are. The I think it's been translated into eight or nine languages already. And mm. um, still, I just did my first Bulgarian um, <laughs> book club. Uh, which was which was amazing uh, in all the ways that you think it could be, and uh, we just are just signed a deal to translate it into Greek, and we've got Arabic and Korean and like so many different languages, uh, and so the the message has been carried far and wide, and um, I'm just excited that that people still are are finding the book and uh, doing the work, and that's why we're here today having this conversation. Yeah, absolutely, and I want to get into my journey and some of the things that, that hit that resonated that I think we'll, we'll connect with others. But before we do that, something I've been asking um, a lot of my guests is, you know, I, okay. I, I come from a, a, a nerdy comic book, superhero folklore. Spider-Man is my jam in terms of, com- I like the movies too, but I'm talking like, give me the comics. So I like, I've been, I like to ask guests this, you know, what's kind of your, I mean, your origin story, you talked a little bit about that just a little bit there, a little bit, and, and maybe coupled with that, what do you think is your, 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 your superpower to kind of mix with that? I mean, you've got, you've got a lot of skill sets, I mean, from the outside learning in, but, uh, you know, as you start to think about those elements, and that probably, those questions probably align very much well with the content of Black Sheep here, as I'm kind of thinking out loud here. But yeah, yeah, what's, what's, how'd you get here? And then also, what's your superpower? And you can frame that answer however you like. You know, I, for me, I think my superpower is connection. Um, having deep, meaningful connection, even you know, sort of quickly out of the gate, 
Um, not a lot of surface type stuff. Like we, we, we dive pretty deep in just the nature of, of, of my work and, you know, the nature of connecting to people, whether that was on stage in front of 10,000 people at a music festival, or it's, uh, you know, in front of a thousand people at a conference somewhere. Um, the idea though is connection leading people towards hope, I think is my real superpower, right? Um, I, uh, have lived, a enough lifetimes over the last 20 years, um, to experience the good, bad, and ugly. And, uh, you know, it was something for me, uh, you know, just to be open and honest, um, lost my, my oldest son to cancer and COVID in, in 21. And so, you know, when you go through something like that, um, you realize the power, uh, and the, and the need for hope. And so that's that's really my purpose, right? Is is aligning all of my values uh, for the sake of bringing people hope. And so that's yeah. that's what I spend my days doing, whether it's on stage or on a podcast or on a television show, whatever it might be. Um, what I hope I'm delivering is hope that there is something more for everybody out there if they're willing to do the work. Mm. Man, yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah. You know, condolences to, to all that. I know as I was as I was yeah. prepping for this show, I've come across that, and I know I was at the time of when Black Sheep came out, uh, that yeah. wasn't the case. But there's some history to that in terms of all that there comes is. through. You know, yeah. and you talk about hope, you talk about community, and 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 as you were talking, wasn't something I was thinking about, but I am now. You know, as you yes. work through that, still work through that. I think, I mean, I've got three children of my own, um, mm -hmm. have not gone through anything like that, but I also know things never quite go away right life experiences and come and go there's an ebb and flow to stuff you think about community and and, and hope you know how did that work within your network and the reason i'm asking this is i think it's uh where i'm trying to go with this is you are seen as a person that delivers this idea for others to find something to take away right and i think sometimes when you're on the stage people forget we need that the very same message. We need the same things in our life. How how did you surround yourself? And it's some of the ideas of your book too, right? With with those people to, to work through that and still work through that. Well, in the book, I talk about your inner circle, right? And and yeah, who you yeah. allow in your inner circle. Um, it's really based on the teachings of John Wooden. Um, you know, from years ago, the the, the legendary UCLA mm -hmm. basketball coach. Um, yeah. For those that are not familiar with his work, you don't know what you're missing out if you are, yeah, true. Uh, uh, you know, have, are familiar with the, um, you know, sort of the success triangle. Um, it, it comes from him. Uh, and so, you know, one of the things he talks about is you're never going to outperform your inner circle. And so that should make you think long and hard about who you let in your inner circle. And so, you know, the, the book talks about if they're not at your level or above, they really can't be in the inner circle. They can be in your life, but they can't be in your inner circle and your inner circle is where you spend and devote the most time. Um, yeah. for, that's a difficult conversation, right? Sometimes you've got people in your inner circle that are, that are family um, and um, you devote an enormous amount of time to them, um, but they're not at your level or above. And when I say at your level, I don't mean financially successful or anything like that. I mean, they desire something out of life like you desire something out of life and they're willing to work to get it. Um, and it might be they have a phenomenal uh, business or it might be that they have a phenomenal relationship at home with their kids or their spouse or whatever that looks like. And, and it's something you aspire to. Um, you know, my uh, wife, 
has has drilled it into my head that I am a, a someone who has a very empathetic heart. And so I say yes to a lot of things that maybe I shouldn't. Um, but the, the idea is, is for me, um, that I desire that impact in people's lives. And so that's what drives me, right? But she always tells me this. She says, look, rather than just saying yes, your, your, your first response whenever you want to try to help somebody is you get to that next rung on the ladder and you immediately reach down and try to pull somebody up with you. Um, which is great. And, and she loves that about me, but she goes, why don't you just pause and make sure that your footing is sure and spend a little time there first before you reach down. Because if you do that and you get yourself comfortable and, and build a strong foundation on that next rung, then when you go to reach somebody down, uh, reach down to pull somebody up, you're not just pulling up one, you're going to pull up a group with you. And so that perspective shift um, has allowed me to sort of focus a little bit more on what I say yes to, um, and, and focus more on, on a higher level of impact. It's not just pulling one person up, it's pulling an entire group of people up, but you've got to be at a level of success to do that. And if you say yes to too many things before you're ready, you're never going to reach that level of success because it requires an enormous amount of focus um, that we get distracted from because we're already trying to help people when we should be trying to help ourselves, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying yes to this podcast, first and foremost. Of course. Yeah, that's, that's so spot on. I mean, as you were talking about, that, I was visualizing, even if you don't have your, your footing secure, it's almost like you're, you're you're on, you're in mud. I'm thinking that I'm in Iowa and it's been 40 below, but now it's been a little warm. So snow's melting. It's, yeah. you know, and I'm like, you know, you, you can lose your footing, you can slip. And next thing you know, we could all be down a couple of rungs of the ladder of, of, of no one's intention at all, but it, it could happen. And as you say that it, it some context to like how I came across your book, you know, three, four years later is I, this year, uh, last year has been, been a grind. It won't, use this as a therapy session by any means, but I, I started this year doing the 75 hard challenge and long story short, I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, I but am. Uh, I am. yeah. And Good so uh, someone suggested re reading black sheep. And so I was like, okay, like all I ever read is either like comics, which doesn't cut for 75 hard or I read for work. And I'm like, I need something that's kind of, and I used to do that all the time. And so your book hit at such a opportune time. And I'm thinking about your inner circle and something that I've been grappling with this last week is this idea of like, let go. And I've been trying to figure out maybe people who, whether they were directly in my inner circle or maybe kind of hovered on the outside, I've been trying to like let some of that go without being like a jerk. Yeah. Um, and the inner circle is like, I have to like really dig deep to figure out, you know, who do I want to give that invite to, um, which has been some, some real work. And so one of the key phrases that I came that I've resonated and I, and I have bold and I have it like all over my work spot is, is one of two things that just kind of knocked my socks off. You know, it's, it's, it's so obvious, but we need it. It was you posted in your book, you know, real change requires real work. And I think it's like something we all know. I think we also take for granted and we think like change is just going to happen. Um, so I know it like the phrase itself makes sense, but I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit on there, because I think as I was reading that, I'm like, yeah. And I was doing the 75 hard challenge going, yeah, this does require work. Like this is really hard yeah. not to eat candy and yeah. not to have my, my bag yeah. of popcorn at night. And, yeah. um, but if I want to do what's right for me and you know, it's hard, but it's getting better. Yeah. You build those habits. So, um, yeah. you know, just as, 
as you, I know you wrote that, but as you've yeah. lived that and you're going through it, yeah. you're talking, you know, talk, talk some more about that. If it were easy, Aaron, everybody would do it. Right. Yeah, and right, so right. what we know is that less than 1% of us definitively tell you what their five non-negotiable values are, how they use them every day and the impact that they drive. Yeah. Um, so I'm a, I'm a highly competitive person, right? So, so before music, I was a, an athlete and yeah. um, not everybody got a trophy because you don't get a trophy unless you won. Right. And so that, yeah. that was always the drive. And so um, it, it, it's a different sort of, type of work when you've got to be vulnerable, you've got to have some, uh, what we call bone crushingly honest conversations with yourself. Um, right. because you know, here, here's the interesting thing that I, that I've discovered over the last few years of working with, I mean, we've done literally tens of thousands of people now that have gone through the program. Um, what I discover is that many people don't like themselves. Right. And, and mm. the more successful they are, the more they don't like themselves, which yeah. is a very weird sort of dichotomy. Um, but it's that imposter syndrome that sneaks in that, it, that everybody talks about these days. But my question is always this, how do you know the person you don't like is actually you? If you don't do the work then you don't know who you are, Yeah, you know, a reflection of what everybody else says you are, but you don't know you. And so when you do this work, you start to discover what your non-negotiables are, what your black sheep are, and you start letting go of other people's sheep. You stop having to feed so many other people's sheep that you can focus on your own, right? And when your sheep get fed, when those values get fed and invested into every single day, um, they pay dividends in a way that, that most people will never experience. Um, they allow you to, to manifest things in your life. And listen, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a woo woo manifest guy, right? I'm not claiming a Lamborghini. I'm not <laughs> none of that shit. But what I'm telling you is I believe in practical manifestation, which is yeah. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to speak my values into existence. And it's going to allow me to separate myself from the flock like a black sheep. I will get everybody's first look because I look different from everybody else. And when you get people's first look, your life changes. You get your boss's first look. You get your spouse's first look. You get the market's first look, your client's first look. And all of a sudden, you start moving forward at such a fast pace that what you thought was possible for your life changes. I always tell people, whatever mountain you have in front of you that you're trying to climb, the most exciting thing for you is to reach that peak. Yeah. But the minute you reach that peak, one of the first things you notice is there's a mountain behind that mountain that you couldn't see before. Yeah. And now you have to go, oh, well, I didn't know there was another mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I need to, to focus over there and climb that mountain. And when you get to the peak of that mountain, you go, oh, there's another mountain behind that mountain. I've been blown away what I thought in the personal development space and what's possible and how much people pay for certain things. I've just, I, when I first started, I was like, what? No. And then you get to the top of that mountain and you go, holy shit, there's another mountain back there. That's <laughs> twice as high. And so I'm going to go climb that mountain. And, and, and before you know it, 
your impact, your focus, what you get out of life, that sense of fulfillment is, is 10 X from what you thought was possible because you did the work, because you were really honest with yourself as to what your non-negotiables were. And you started to contribute through those values. And when you did that, authenticity resonates at a different frequency. Yeah. We see so much lack of authenticity in the world, whether it's social media or it's at work or whatever it might be, that when you experience real authenticity, you 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 feel a sense of connection that is so much more powerful than what we experience on a daily basis. Mm. And it's why we remember certain things and it's why they you can't get them out of your head. And so the goal for us is to live that authentic life so that you're getting everybody's first look and that creates and brings opportunities with it that you just, I promise you haven't even thought possible. Yeah. You, gosh, yeah. You, you talk about not knowing that mountain and back in the days of yore when I was much younger and in shape and doing stuff, I got into triathlons and it started with, Oh, I'm going to run. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm going to try a triathlon. And then it was like, Oh, I'm going to do, you know, an Olympics distance. And then I'm going to do a hat. Like you just keep going along of, of, you know, for me, it was the mountain was what's that next threshold that you could, you, you could push yourself through to achieve. And as you were talking, not understanding like ourselves in terms of like, maybe we don't know who we are. Maybe we have a, maybe a misinterpretation. We haven't met the authentic me, you know, me being whoever <laughs> is listening in. I, the question, the follow-up I have to that is, I feel like there's so many people and you probably have way more experience with this than I do, but I see it in schools. I see it in students. I see it just in, um, I coach basketball and sports and all the things we think we are our own black sheep. However, we want to define that. And what we've really done, and this is my own kind of awareness aha over time is like, we haven't really, we've just kind of, found a similar hue of a of a black mm -hmm. sheep maybe it's a gray sheep mm -hmm. i don't even know if that's right. even a thing and there are yeah I'm, I'm gonna tell people that i'm i'm me i'm unique yeah. this is what i have yeah. but all i've really done is conform to another cluster that isn't yeah. you know the shocking revelation not our inner circle either um yeah. i'm sure you, like you, you you've you've seen this i know time and time again how does someone go about having that awareness piece because i'm thinking it's so much of students i see that work so hard to be like this is me and they're doing everything but it's it's all the kids doing the same thing to be the same um i see it in mindset with adults i work with i see it you know in, in the coaching arena when you're in the crowd or in the stands now as parents like it's there's countless examples um how does one start to go huh maybe yeah. maybe I'm, I'm i'm a little misguided here a great question you know I, it's this is the margin between really important and non-negotiable most people stop at really important so they discover the things that are really important but they don't push forward to figure out the difference between what's really important and what's non-negotiable we see this all the time in in our assessment right so um anybody can go take our assessment brantmenswire.com you can take it it's free um, the, the goal when you first start is it presents you with about 80 different commonly held personal core values. And it says, you know, you have a, a it's time. So you have like two and a half minutes. You have to go through and select every single one that resonates with you. So just knee jerk reaction. If you look and you go accountability, oh yeah, I like that. So you select it and before you know it, um, you've gone through these 80 words. 
What we know uh, after two and a half years and tens of thousands of people taking this assessment is that the average person selects at least 30 values that they're telling themselves are really important. Um, that's normal, right? So the, the challenge is we stop there. We don't push forward to, to pull and separate non-negotiable from really important. So what do I mean by that? Um, some, you know, for me, my black sheep are creativity, hope, impact, empathy, family, authenticity, right? I have six. It's not uncommon to have one more or one less. Um, Non-negotiable means if you asked me to do something that was going to steal someone's hope from them, the answer is no, period. No discussion, just no. Um, Something that is really important has room to negotiate, right? And so the work that, that we do helps people separate really important from non-negotiable. What we are looking for are those five or six things that are just hard no's if anyone asks you to try to violate those things. And, and once you find out what those are, your life becomes so much easier because you only are navigating five or six things. You're not navigating 30 things that you yeah. told yourself are really important. And so when we push past really important to non-negotiable, then it becomes proving what you think is real is actually real. I have people all the time, you know, I, you, as you can imagine, I speak at a ton of leadership conferences. Well, guess what they say one of their non-negotiable value ships, uh, values are at a leadership conference? It's leadership. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I would have never guessed that. So, you know, my, my question to them is always this. Have you ever been in a meeting you didn't lead? If the answer is yes, how is that a non-negotiable? Uh, kindness is, is a non-negotiable for me. Have you ever been unkind to someone? If the answer is yes, then it's not a non-negotiable. That is the hard conversation that you have to have. You have to get to that no means no under every circumstance, not just one or two circumstances. When it's yeah. no every single time, then you know that you've hit a non-negotiable. And so we use what we call the five whys. So, you know, if you ask yourself why five times on that same question and you're still there, you're in pretty good shape. If your answer changes by the time you get to the fifth why, it's not a non-negotiable. So that's right. some of the work you have to do to make sure that you're pulling apart really important from non-negotiable. Yeah. No, that's, thanks for clarifying that. Yeah. I mean, it makes, it makes so much sense that it, it kind of like... I want to stack on um, Derek Sivers or Cyber. I should probably know how to pronounce his name. I found yeah. him forever, but Steve, he's maybe. got that phrase, you know, that, that hell, if you're not, if you're not saying hell yes, then the answer is no. And, yeah. you know, but in order to do that, as you were talking, I was like, man, you, you would, you, you need to know those non-negotiable, you know, you need to know that. And, and, and maybe you do, but it's just putting that articulation to it. And I think that's, it's something that, again, I think so many of us, we know, but yeah. boy, we, we sure have been in, almost kind of like you were talking to talking about the beginning, right? Where we, we end up still saying yes um, mm-hmm. because we feel guilty. We feel bad. We feel, yeah. like, and well, we're not, we're not really helping know, anybody in the long run of it as, as a result no, of, of, including of that yourself. kind of maybe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I, I think the interesting thing, man, is, is as knowing what they are and actually 
speaking them into existence with deliberate intention are two different things, right? Um, it's that GI Joe, you know, knowing is half the battle, right? Yep, um, yep. And so, so you've got to speak them into existence vocally. And, and when you do so, it's not just for your benefit, right? It's for everybody that you interact with benefit as well. So that, trust me, the people that know me and deal with me on a regular basis, know what my black sheep are, and they know how to frame something through those things if they want to get a response that they like, Sure, <laughs> right? Um, if they frame something and me being able to have impact and give somebody hope and let me be creative and authentic and all those things, there's a good shot I'm going to say yes. If they if they ignore those things or they challenge my, my sheep, um, then... Um, they're going to have a very difficult time convincing me and they're probably not going to like the answer they're going to get. And so that's what happens though. The more that you speak these things into existence, you're actually helping people have better communication with you, more impactful communication with you because they start to understand what matters most and they, they're not going to waste your time or approach you with something that's going to be irritating or annoying because they just know that it, it is in alignment with who you are. And so that's that real challenge after you figure it out. Are you actually speaking? Does everybody else know? Because if they don't know, what are you doing? You got to yeah. let everybody else know so that they can adjust their behavior. And when that starts to happen, life becomes a much more happy place, right? Because now all of a sudden you're going, I had a really good day today. Oh, somebody asked me to do this. Somebody asked me to do that. All these things are in alignment with what matters most to me. Well, wow. Wasn't that amazing when people actually know what matters to you, <laughs> that they would present something to you in that light. So yeah. that, that is um, one of the real benefits of speaking these things into existence is that it impacts not just you, but everybody you come in contact with. Yeah, and that is a, a perfect segue because I, I I also want to introduce the the one line that has resonated with me the most out of the entire book, and I'm, I think I end up highlighting like half my half that book is in my Kindle notes. But the one line that like literally got me off my couch to stop making excuses. It's what got me doing the seventy five hard challenge. Those I don't know if you want to call it a midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it, but I was kind of just in this weird funk. I mean, I wasn't like yeah. not productive. I was, but I think I was just kind of like on cruise control through life, not really whatever. And the line, and it's, it's what I, what I, it's like my mantra for the year is that you don't find your purpose, you choose it. And yeah. it goes perfectly with what you're talking about. You can't choose it until you know your values and your what. I mean, it's the whole essence of the book. Um, but that line like spoke to me because I feel so much of, what I was doing, I think so much of what I see online, so much of how you want to read and interpret stuff is like this wishful thinking, right? Like, oh, oh, boo-hoo me. Um, you know, here's what I want, but it's the opportunities aren't presenting itself. I guess I'll just do this. And when I read that and reread it and I still read it, it's like I, I have control on that narrative. Um, and I think, you know, deep down I knew that, but for whatever reason – the lining of the stars or whatever it was. When I read that line, I'm like, do something, dude. Like, yeah, get off yeah. your butt. Life's yeah. too short to keep hoping something's going to happen. Um, you know? And so then the rest of the, of, of that work just, you know, stacks up. But I think, you know, that line just, man, just really just stood out bold, you know? And I think that's, that's yeah. the key to a lot of this work. 
it's a realization, right? And so that that idea that you choose it and you don't find it, we just we've been lied to our whole lives that that purpose is something we find. And yeah, you know, again, I'm a child of the '80s, so for me, I'm immediately thinking it's Indiana Jones, and I got to oh, go yeah. on this friggin' search for this <laughs> this purpose, and I and, and it's dangerous, and I don't want to step on that stone, and I've got arrows coming from sidewalls, and it's like. It's the least attractive thing to think about if I have to go find something like that. It's like a scavenger hunt, right? Right. And, and especially the younger we get, the younger generations, they, they, they didn't spend a lot of time outside. Their adventurous mm-hmm. spirit is, you know, Baldur's Gate. It's not, it's not what we're no, you know, no. used to going outside and going on an adventure. Yeah. So it, it makes it even tougher for the younger generations to, to be attracted to trying to figure it out. But when you realize it's a choice it actually allows you to stop winging it, right? And this is something that the book talks about. And I think it's an interesting story is, is where the term winging it actually comes from. So, you know, in the early 1900s, um, the U.S. was experiencing this big boom and it was the gold rush and all these things happening. And so people had time and money to spend. And so they started to build playhouses to, to give them something to spend their money on. Um, but they did it at such a high clip that there were more playhouses than there were actors. And so when somebody would get sick or somebody would get hurt, uh, actors would have to to fill in at the last minute. And what they would do is they'd show up at the theater, they'd go off into the wings, off the off stage into the wing of the theater, and they would be trying to quickly memorize their lines before they stepped onto stage. Mm. And that's where the term winging it comes from. It was designed in a moment uh, of frantic emergency to have to try to memorize something so that you could wing, you could wing it, you could wing that role. We fast forward, uh, you know, a hundred plus years, we've adopted it as a way of life. It's not designed for that. It's designed for an emergency, yet we've decided we're just going to live our lives this way. I'm just going to wing it, you know? And and what's, what's amazing to me is how many people think they suck at winging it. I'm like, you have no idea how adept you are at winging it. You might not think so, but you're alive and you're not dead, which right. means you're pretty good at winging <laughs> it, right? Yeah. And so when you understand that there's another choice, that you don't have to wing it, that you don't have to frantically sit on the sidelines of your life and memorize things just before you have to make a decision, and you can start to live with deliberate intention, you can start to actually focus your decisions through your non-negotiables, man, that's when life starts to change. And, and when you see that and you go, well, how do I choose my purpose? It is impossible to choose your purpose without knowing what your values are. It's impossible because your what, which is your values, and your why, which is your purpose, have to be in alignment. They have to be together. They're tied together. So what does that look like? I told you already, mine are creativity, hope, impact, empathy, family, authenticity. What's my purpose? To creatively impact others by authentically providing hope. Whoa, that sounds familiar. Hell yeah, it sounds familiar. It's got all my sheep in it. My what and my why are in alignment. And when those two things are in alignment, the how, which is our mission in life, right? Don't, don't, we don't need to religify that. It's literally right. just however you're going to choose to honor what matters most to you. Um, becomes incredibly easy and really powerful because there's alignment between what and why. If there's no alignment, if I just have a purpose that doesn't include any of my non-negotiables, 
man, then, then living it out, that mission becomes chaos because you are only going to achieve things by luck or accident. Yep. Those are two things that I don't want to rely on for the wellness of myself or my family. I'm not going to do that. I have to live with deliberate intention, which means I have to define my values, my what, so I can choose my why. And once those two things are aligned, look out because now I have that power and purpose behind me to be able to live it out in any way I see fit. And that is um, a really, really powerful place to live your life from. Yeah. And it's, it's such a, a mind warp of a flip of everything that I've ever been taught intentionally or unintentionally, where we spin our wheels forever in a day trying yeah. to establish the why before we get to the what. And when I read yeah. your book, I was like, duh. Um, and I think about education and how long we spend articulating the why and the perfect mission statement, the perfect vision statement that nobody can no one can recite in the in any yeah. district. Um, right. We don't know the what behind it. I mean, we we all have our own. Um, and so it's just it to me that's just uh, such a an awesome like another like revelation as I was reading through your work. It's like, yeah, I've been spending forever wishing or hoping yeah. the yeah. you know my 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 life's destiny is going to show itself as I'm trying to figure out what my why is. But I haven't yeah. spent any time really looking at myself to figure out you know, those, those values. And so that's, yeah. it's just been, been, been really, really great insight. You know, I, I want to be respectful of time and I don't want to sure. just completely rehash the whole book because people can just go get the book and read it, which they all absolutely should and pay attention to any of your, your platforms. But I am curious, the book's been out now. I mean, I'm just coming across it several yeah. years later. You've got your programs, you're doing speaking, yep. you're doing all those things. Mm-hmm. What has maybe either, amplified in the message behind the book or have there been things that have shifted or additions you know as as you continue and more people come across it and you're sharing it and talking and you're probably getting people like me they're like yes and then others who maybe counter it you know like things evolve and so um like what has that been for you as you're wrapping your head around i think that's just such a fascinating concept of you you've you've put something out like a book where it is somewhat static right like it's published Here it is. I know mm-hmm. we can always do additions and updates, but there it is. But then life continues um, and, and, and things have happened. So how has that been for you in that space? Rewarding, frustrating, new aha shifts? I mean, how I'll let you embrace it however you want to, you want to tackle that. So it's, it's led to some pretty amazing opportunities, right? And so yeah. the uh, when you have creativity as one of your sheep, um, you know, you sort of live and die by that too. So <laughs> What it's what it's sort of allowed and what we are doing right now and what it's sort of birthed are several things. Um, we have a, a lifestyle brand that's about to launch uh, called Black Sheep Originals, um, which is about encouraging people to discover who they are and then to live out their life by that mantra. And so you're going to start to see... Um, you know, the, this, this Black Sheep Originals company um, bring forth, uh, you know, apparel, t-shirts, hats, hoodies, that sort of thing that all have these these sort of statements on them, mm. um, which says you, you don't find yourself, you make yourself, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's the mantra. And so um, it's a reminder to people that um, even, even what shirt they put on or what hoodie they choose to wear that day is a choice. Um, and it should be a reflection of who you are. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's the, uh, you know, it's, it, we're coming out with, um, a journal this year that's an accompaniment to the book. Um, uh, and that's, uh, we haven't even announced that. So here you, here you go. The, hey, the, uh, exclusive, um, <laughs> it's going to be called, uh, it's going to be called burn with purpose Ooh. based on a quote from, uh, a satirist from the fifties, mm. um, that, uh, uh Glazow was his name. And, uh, it, it says that success is not the result of spontaneous combustion. You must set yourself on fire. Mm-hmm. And so the the book is designed, the journal is desi- uh, designed to help you figure out if your black sheep are real. And it goes deep into 10 different areas um, that you will fill out and everything from, you know, core values and that sort of thing to your favorites, to, um, you know, hopes and aspirations, to things that piss you off, like all, all these different things to give you a really good understanding of who you are. And then when you're done filling that out, you burn it, you light it on fire, you burn that thing and you set yourself free from all of this stuff that you think you are and allow yourself to be who you were intended to be. Right. So, so that journal um, should be out by the end of the year. We've got a children's book coming out by the end of the year um, called color outside the lines that is all about um, discovering who you really are and and being your unique self. Um, you know, our, my goal, our goal, um, is, is to touch every generation, right? So we've, we're, we're going to have that toddler. We're going to have Gen Z, Gen, you know, Gen X, we've got boomers, we've got millennials, we've got everybody there, um, in between, um, with different products that, uh, that we have, which is again, all in support of us trying to help half a million people discover what really matters to them. Um, we just feel that if we can do that, um, then we start to find bridges that we can build to connect to each other. Um, and we stop focusing on what separates us all. And we start focusing on what, what we share together. Um, and that's the type of world that I want to live in. Um, and so that's, that's what we're trying to, to foster and build. Right. And if we can focus on, on the things that we share then that allows for us to have some really difficult conversations, um, even if we feel like there are different ways to get there, if we can agree that we want the same thing, then, then it leads to, um, a lot more grace, (laughs) which I think is, is needed. And so, um, that's, that's sort of what we are doing on that front. So between the journal and, and, uh, the, the kids book and the apparel or the lifestyle brand. Um, and then, um, you know, we're in the midst of, of pitching a television show, um, oh, that, uh, is sort of queer eye meets fixer upper. And so it's, uh, um, a, a combination, uh, targeted to Gen Z to help battle this loneliness epidemic that, that is just crushing them at the moment. Um, and can we teach them how to connect with themselves, connect with their community? And then how do you live these values out even to the space that you live in? Your, your living room should be a reflection of these values. People should be able to know something about you without you ever saying a word. Um, and so that's sort of uh, in development right now as well. So yeah, that's what happens when you write a book that gets translated into a bunch of languages yeah. and you have, to, you have to figure out what's next. Right. And so it's yeah. super exciting. Um, but, uh, it, it's, it's gotta be focused energy or, or it just sort of all fizzles out in every direction and nothing happens anywhere. So we are working really hard to focus the energy, um, in a linear path, right? So that one thing happens and just begets the next and the next, and the next. So you'll start to see all these things trickle out over the next six months. And, um, we're, we're just super excited for, for what's in store. Well, damn, man, that is right there. That's just, I think that's called a mic drop. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man. Kudos to you for that. And congratulations. Uh, man, I wish you all the best and, uh, 
I know I will be uh, signing up for for all those things. So that is, uh, I mean, I think a perfect testament to the words that you put into your book and the message that you speak and then to be turning around and, and living by the exact same thing because we all know um, there's lots of great messages out there, but not everybody truly lives uh, the message. And, and you're, you're, you're a perfect example of, of what happens when we, we live by the words that uh, we try to help guide others with. And so, um, well, it, I would say it's I'm, amazing. I'm a, me- I'm a messy example, brother, is what I am. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm you're, a human, messy you're example. human. You're human. I mean, yes, it wouldn't, mean, it wouldn't yeah. be authentic or real if it wasn't messy. If it was clean, that's cut, the and perfect, then um, maybe that's, that's the. Uh, we don't quite know ourselves yet, right? So I think there's, the there's always someone packing and unlayering that has to come with any of that work. You yes. know, as, as we wrap up, I want to be, you want to be respectful of your time because I could get really nerd out and just talk to you forever. And I know you've, you've clearly got a few things going on. You know, I want to I want to wrap up with a question I've been asking people. And it started off, it's kind of shifted as I've kind of kicked off this new season as a rant or rave. And then I'm kind of like, well, I don't really want to rant. Um, so I'm going to ask you for a rave. And this could be on anything, something that maybe we didn't come across in this, we didn't talk about in this content that you want to make sure you get out. Yep. But it could also just be like back to this kind of this human side of, 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 of the guests of the show. So maybe it's, I mean, an awesome book. I, obviously, we're talking Black Sheep, maybe something you come across, yeah. TV show, anything <laughs> that you want to just kind of rave about that. That's pretty awesome to, to, to kind of end the show here on a, a positive twist. Well, you know, I think what I would say is this. I, I've been trying, you know, to, to get my brain to shut off is a difficult thing. And so, you know, we, we try to watch these television shows, whether it's, you know, Yellowstone or it's, uh, you know, Tulsa King, um, or we're, we're watching uh, Griselda right now on Netflix, oh, yeah. right? Um, and, and it's just amazing to me how, what we are sucked into as a society, um, as a narrative, as a story, yep. um, is pretty just freaking nuts. I mean, when you look at the stuff that we watch and it's like, I don't know if it's, if we're just going, well, thank God my life isn't that effed up. And so I, I'm watching it to, to be able to, to try to find yeah. uh, some hope that my life isn't that bad. Um, but what, what I'm starting to realize is if you sort of think of your own life as your own TV show, you control that narrative and the impact that that show is going to have. So I don't care if I'm sitting down at Waffle House you know, eating uh, all American with, uh, uh, you know, with the waitress there, I'm engaging in conversation. I'm taking opportunities to have meaningful discussion with people. And and what I've been blown away with is how much they desire it, how yes. much they love it, how much they just are waiting for that one person to ask them something of substance so that they can give their opinion. Um, I would watch that show over and over and <laughs> over again because i'm watching it trans just absolutely transform people in a moment right yeah. you have an opportunity to impact everybody you come in contact with in that moment stop being so self-absorbed stop worrying about what you're doing next and live in that present for just a second just long enough to make a meaningful connection and i promise you you're going to go to bed that night going this was a good day this yeah. was a really good day. And I feel like I'm in alignment with why I'm here on this planet. And I know that I'm going to have that opportunity to impact somebody else again tomorrow. And you just need to take the opportunity. 
That's yeah. that's what I've been trying to do is just my life is a TV show at the moment. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I just want it to have that positive impact on everyone that decides they want to be a part of it. And so yeah. that's what I'm focused on. And I wish other people would do the same. You don't have to watch these crazy shows that are just insane storylines where people, you know, we, I tried to watch succession and I just hated everybody on that show. <laughs> oh, I yeah. hate every character. Yeah. yeah. And I just, after three or four episodes, I'm like, I don't know that I can stomach it. I just, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. I want us to start putting positive stuff into the world that people go, you know what? I'd rather be a part of that show than that shit show over there. Yeah. And so yeah. take your opportunity to, to really put out that positive impact in your own narrative and your own story and watch how many people want to be a part of your show. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, I think you're really onto something there where we watch that stuff to convince ourselves that what we're doing isn't so bad, even though we're, maybe we're not as happy as, as we want to be. Right. I was a succession junkie. I jumped on late as all the who on the last season and I was the same way. Like I hated every single person. And I just kept watching it. Like, well, I'm glad I don't work for, <laughs> for a company like that i'm glad i'm not a jerkwad yes. like that and then i'm like yeah, that's right but then i was that's you right. know now now i'm looking thinking at it like gosh but you know but who am i yeah you know so right. yeah you're spot on and, and you're you're so right like and we'll wrap this up with where people can find you but i at our post office i mean take a perfect example of being in the moment uh post office they're short staffed like everybody in this day and age people have no patience or threshold for anybody or anything anymore but in the post office like these two ladies are just doing everything they can and people are just jerks flat out just jerks and unappreciative and a couple uh, probably a year ago it just broke the mold one day and just started idle conversation with this with one of them and she just lit up and glue started glowing now when i go in and draft stuff off like she knows me she sees me and you can tell people are just like you know, and it's just like now we've got this kind of mutual exchange where like we know we're going to have I'm not going to go details of all life things, but it's more than just like, hey, how's your day? I need that stuff. You know, it's like yeah. we talk about whatever going on. And it's such a like a wonderful two minute blip in the day um, that yeah. now has transcended now over a year when I go in and drop stuff off or whatever it might be. Yeah. And it's like all it took was just like you said. Asking a question that's authentic. And I think, Listen. you know, and it's a win-win for everybody. I win, it she is. wins, and we move on. Yes. And it doesn't require anything extra out of my life, no. except for like, Listen, you that, I feel better. You don't need to go up to a stranger and say, tell me, tell me what you think about Jesus, right? Like that's, that's not the level that we're looking for here, but you can say, gosh, I love you tattoo. Tell me that story, right? Yeah. Whatever it is, but take some interest in somebody else and ask them for an explanation and watch what happens. I mean, that's what we're looking for yeah i love it i love it man this has been so good i i can't thank you enough this is um gosh it, what a wonderful start to my week to have this conversation with you i truly am honored um to to be able to speak to you your your work has drastically impacted me and my mindset to where i'm at and where i'm planning to go and the work that i'm doing on myself so um i, I can't thank you enough for that and I, I wish you the best in all the endeavors you've got going on and I'll get links in the show notes to everything, but I always like to say if someone is at a red light and they're listening in, they do want to jump on yeah. and, and start to follow along with, with what you've got going on. Where, 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 where are some of the best places for them to, to learn more about you and your work? Well, first, let me say thank you so much for the opportunity to, to talk, right? To chat, to connect. Um, it means everything to me. And, and so thank you for that. I think you're doing incredible work. Uh, 
Um, I, I think you're doing really impactful work and, and don't um, discount uh, the fact that, uh, you know, you, you live a lot of your life in comic books because there's a whole, listen, there's a whole group of people out there, including myself that, that love that life. And oh, so yeah. um, continue, continue with that. My only ask for you is that you continue to pass it on, right? Yeah. Figure out this stuff, encourage and challenge other people to do the same. If you don't, Nobody will. So, right. so t- carry carry that black sheet message as much as you can. Um, if anyone wants to follow me on social media, everything, every place is simply at Brant Menswar, B R A N T M E N S W A R, on every platform known to man. Um, uh, uh, you can find me there, and um, you know, connect, reach out. I'm happy to help in any way that I can. I encourage you to. Grab the book if you haven't read it. Listen to the audio book if you're in audiobooks. It's a uh, uh, took six months to create, and it's a two and a half hour um, sort of audio movie. We scored the whole thing like a mm. movie. It's a pretty it's a pretty incredible experience. So um, if you're not into reading like me, you listen to everything, <laughs> and so yeah. take that audiobook <laughs> experience. But just thank you so much for the opportunity to share, and um, wishing everybody uh, the courage to discover a little bit more about themselves. Man, I love it. Thank you so much for what you do, and. Uh keep up all the awesome work and uh, help people to to find themselves and to uh, celebrate their black sheep. So so thank you so much for your time. Thanks brother. Appreciate you. Woke up at six o'clock in the morning, chilling with coffee mugs, me and coffee chugs, talking education all across the nation, pushing boundaries, thinking innovation. Chaos.